generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in, day number 30, baby we did it, to quote, quote the great Conor McGregor, 30 days in a row, do you think I was going to let you down? Of course not, easy, easy work and I'm glad that we've got through this, there's been some epic feedback, so much of it has been coming through via Instagram and I think so many people have picked up on the podcast and the content as well, we've seen numbers rise across listens across downloads and across subscriptions or signups to the weekly email as well so it's been absolutely epic to see it is my birthday today quick one for me yes I can feel you saying happy birthday at home don't send it through on Instagram it's all good I I know I, I can feel you saying happy birthday that's all good Today we're going to be going through a very very important topic we'll start with a fired up intro there because We're going to be talking about how you and I, but more specifically you, you are powerful as fuck. That is, of course, the title of today's lesson, the final lesson in this 30 and 30, and it is that you are powerful as fuck. Now remember, remember when you were a child, remember that you were allowed to be whatever you wanted to be. You could be a scientist, you could be a spaceman, you could be a spacewoman, you could be a bloody fire brigade person, whatever they're called, policewoman, policeman, you could literally do an athlete, you could play for the All Blacks, you're encouraged to do anything, and you would think, I'm going to go after it, and I'm going to do that, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to be a drawer, I'm going to be Alanis Morissette, I don't know what I thought of her, but it's all possible, going to be rich, Oh. By the time you get to 30, fuck, better not say that. Better not say you want to be rich. Jesus. Don't we have a crack at you. Why do you want to be, oh, you know, that's greedy. Why do you want to do that? It's all good when you're a kid to have massive dreams, to want to go to space, to be powerful as fuck. But by the time you start getting a little bit older, oh, come on, you better tone it down. You know, don't, why, why are you being like that? Go to school. Go to uni. Uni's where all the smart people go. Go and get a career. Go and get a job. 
Just get a safe job. Buy a house. You'll be well looked after. Put all your dreams to the side. Don't talk like that. You don't need to bloody go to Mars with Elon. That's ridiculous. So where does it go wrong? Where does it stop? Where does the power get taken from us? I still haven't figured this out. But what I did realize is that the power does get taken from you. And life slowly starts to grind you down, slow you down, tell you that you can't do all of these things and make you feel smaller, make you realize that you're from a small town, you're from a religious background maybe, you're a female, ooh, you got no chance if you're a female, haven't you seen the pay gap, all of those things, um, oh, you didn't go to the fancy school, oh, you've got a disability, oh, you've got a different shaped face to somebody else, oh, you've got a different coloured skin, you know, everyone's fucked, all your power was gone, didn't you realise, you know, no one was telling you that when you were under five, we were the lessons about that when we were bloody in our first five years of our life. No one was saying to us, oh, it's a shame you've turned out as a female because you're guaranteed to earn less than men. You know, oh, damn it. You're a Pacific Island. Oh, oh, sorry, mate, you know. Oh, you know, I didn't. I hate to tell you, but this is how your life's going to play out. And I understand that some of this will sound a little bit controversial for some, but I know that there's people from all walks of life listening to this and you will have heard it, whatever it is about your background, about your upbringing, about the things that you've got to deal with, you know, don't even bother. Your power's gone, just be realistic, you're not going to achieve anything, it's all against you, and if you choose to buy into that shit, well shit, what are you going to do? You're not going to reach your potential, you're not going to strive for more, You're not going to believe that you're powerful as fuck and you're probably going to go pass those lessons on as well. So we need to condition ourselves to be victims, not victors. A number of these lessons started with me explaining how I was the victim, how I couldn't get past some of the things that would allow me to be a victor, how I would default to thinking, poor me, this would only happen to me and I can't get past this amount of savings dollars, and this stuff happens to me, why does it only happen to me? And that thinking will only take you so far. So we need to be able to flip that. And I want to share a very quick story for you from earlier on in the week that I was so proud of, and I run out of Rexona spray. Yes, I'm taking you with me. I said to my girlfriend, oh, when you do the groceries, can you please get me a can? She said, no problems, but she forgot. That's okay. It is what it is. I know you're listening. It's all good. Anyway, I was, went to the gym the next day, and I thought, oh, no, I'm literally going to have to go home, and I'm going to have to put on my girlfriend's Dove essential care spray, whatever that one's called. And I thought, I mm, wonder if I should like put it on my Instagram story and be like, is this okay to be doing this? Uh, and was thinking about it. I looked to my right. In the gym where I was getting changed, there's a can of Rexona in the changing room, left unattended, and the first thing that my brain said to me was, now no, it wasn't, fuck, there's a can of Rexona, it was, life will always give you gifts when you need them. And I thought, wow, that is fucking bizarre, that that's the first thing that my brain thought of, and I got so excited, it was like, I've just literally received a gift. And I grabbed it, 
and it was empty. But anyway, it had like probably two underarm sprays left in it. So, you know, I used them up, and I took it with me. I thought maybe I was trying to squeeze another one out tomorrow, but um, no, no, it was empty. But I was blown away that that was what my brain had given me. You will remember in yesterday or the day before's podcast, I explained about how money will always eventually come to you. It just has a funny way of turning up, and the birds don't worry about where they're going to get their crumbs from, that sort of thinking. I often think that gifts will show up for you when you need them, and and solutions will come to you because you start looking for them. And if we're putting out positive thoughts instead of thinking negatively every day like our brain's trying to get us to do, to go, oh, everything's against me, then we will start to find some of these gifts. Perhaps if I wasn't in need of Rexona, I wouldn't have even seen that can there, or I wouldn't have even taken any notice of it. But in that moment, I thought, whoa, the world has given me a gift. How good is this? And I was just so stoked in this very micro moment of... A, how my brain reacted, but B, that this just happened and I was literally thinking about it then and there. It's very bizarre, but I often think that life will show you gifts if you believe that life has gifts to show you. That starts with you believing that life has gifts to show you. Yes, shit will go wrong, but that's okay. That's going to teach us how to get through things and we will continue on from that. But then if we can train ourselves to expect to see gifts as well, they start showing up and it might be a Rexona can and all of a sudden that's amazing for you rather than it needing to be a bloody Lambo or a Porsche or some crazy gift that you're probably not just going to find turn up on your doorstep. So can you take little wins from your life via the gifts that it will give to you perhaps when you're least expectant? Now, I made some notes for you. The first one I've got here is limiting beliefs and how they are bullshit. Limiting beliefs. What are they? These are things that stop us from believing in ourselves and believing that we are powerful as fuck. Now, I think at the moment, everybody is looking for theirs. So often with the business owners that we work with, they have a reason why they can't be successful and why they can't be powerful. They're too young. They might be a woman in business, for instance. They don't have enough uh, credentials, to use that word. They haven't been in the industry long enough. They feel like an imposter. All of these different types of things. These are just our brain trying to remind us that we don't need to achieve things that we need to achieve and that we don't belong here. But that is bullshit. And that, I think, comes from us being conditioned all the time that we aren't as powerful as we really are. And this week I wrote a post about one of our clients who achieved a million dollar profit. I told you about this one, this client, recently on a podcast. And I said in the post that they were female because I think in my mind, given that very recently we were talking about the pay gap between men and women and how it was International Women's Day, that... That will be massively inspiring for some people that have been bombarded with content about how if you're a woman, you're not going to get paid as much as men, but to then know that there's a client of ours who's a female, owned and operated business, built from absolute scratch to the ground up, now has a million dollar profit. I'm like, 
How cool is that for female business owners? Oh, but no, 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 Luke. You know, why do you need to point out that that's a woman? Oh, you can't win with this stuff, can you? Because, you know why? People love to relate to different people. If someone sees someone from Danny Virk succeeding, they go, oh, great, I'm from Danny Virk. That gives me inspiration. If a female sees another female kicking ass, they're like, great, that's outstanding. If I went and presented that story at a woman in business seminar, everyone would be like, clapping, going, fuck, that's amazing, well done to your client, especially if she told the story as well. But if a bloke talks about it on LinkedIn, oh, but why do you have to point out that it's a female? You know, you don't, you don't need to do that. You're like, oh, okay, okay. So on one hand, we want to talk about how we want to shine the light on this difference, but then if we want to show someone that's doing really well and helping bridge that gap, or we don't want to celebrate that because we shouldn't even need to. Because I was, uh, it's, I was told that you're basically making it as if it's only the domain of men to make a million dollar profit. I couldn't give two fucks who makes the million dollar profit. I know that there'll be some people that will relate to that same type of person that will get massive inspiration from it, and then they will go on to know, well, I could maybe do that too. But we want to get so caught up in all this shit instead of just going, I'm powerful as fuck, I'm going to go on and get after it. So be very careful how in-depth you get into getting stuck in these rabbit holes because I feel like everybody's searching for their limitation and their excuse and kind of their barrier and the thing that's going to stop them from being successful you know, myself, well, I came from a small town, so I'm not going to be able to rock it with the big boys in the big cities, am I? I'm fucked, you know? I'm fucked. I'm not going to go far because I never went to, uh, to an Auckland school or anything like that. Oh, by the way, my mum was on a benefit at one stage too, so I kind of come from poverty, so I'm pretty fucked there. Oh, my parents separated as well. Yep, that's probably the end of me. That's no good. Uh, oh, I was the youngest in the family as well, so, you know, uh, I've got all of that against me. Uh, oh, late to go through puberty, that's a tough one for a lad. Oh, started an accounting in, uh, accounting business young in my industry. You know, nah, oh, you're fucked, mate. You know, who makes all this shit up? And who who forces us to believe it? I think the problem is that we end up believing it ourselves. Like, I don't believe any of that shit that I've just read out to you. But I could, I could choose to. I tell you what, I can't anymore because it hasn't mattered that's the problem. Numbers don't lie. When you start achieving results, well, all of that shit goes out the window. So you can't fault results. Shout out Josh Frame. I know you love that one. You cannot fault results. Get some results that give you data that disprove the bullshit. Oh, people from small towns don't go on to do well. Well, who fucking says? You know? If you've got things that you think are holding you back, how long are you going to hold on to them for? And how long are you going to let other people hold the power over how you want to think and how long you are going to go on without delivering? So what I want to say to you is that none of that shit matters. You make it matter. You, you, you. Now, I can care if I came from a small town. I can worry about if my mum was on a benefit and then how that makes me feel. I can decide that, oh, you know, my parents separated, so you will never understand because you came from a family that, you know, didn't have uh, parents separating or whatever. It's like statistically, fuck, you're probably more likely to be uh, with, uh, in the majority when parents get separated these days. Oh, I was the youngest in the family and like all these things, you know, I would be the person that makes that matter. But what I've learned is that I'm powerful as fuck. So none of that shit really matters unless I make it matter. 
And it's the same for you. You are powerful as fuck. You just choose to give your power away because society, everywhere we look, is telling us, you better give it up. You know, you better give me your power and just hand it off over here. No one understands you. Oh, there's a gender pay gap. You're a certain race. Oh, you come from nothing. Oh, you don't have the same education as that person. Oh, you didn't go to that same school. You didn't go to that uni. You know, whatever these things are, who cares? None of that shit matters. And the problem is that when you start doing quite well, well, when you start, uh, when other people start doing quite well, is they don't believe you. They don't believe that any of those things matter. So if you want to continue down that path and believe that you're not powerful and that you're not in control of your shit and that you can't achieve and that those things that you've decided to cling on to are going to hold you back, slowly, successful people are like, well, I don't, sorry, I don't believe you. I just don't believe that that's true. So therefore, like, you know, why would we continue to, to converse or to spend time together? And you'll probably find that you'll gravitate towards more people who don't believe in themselves and have given their power away and don't think they're powerful as fuck. And that's a real shame because you end up marinating in each other's bullshit and not achieving anything. Again, we've spoken about it. Be careful of the people that you're spending time with and analyze and think about who have they given their power to? What things do they use as the reasons that they can't get ahead? What things do you give as the reasons that you can't get ahead? I used to say, I'm not good at sales. That's why it's going to be harder for me. Or I'm, I'm, I'm very young to be starting an accounting practice under the age of 30. Well, that was all bullshit. It was all bullshit that I just wanted to hold on to to have some kind of, okay, why, why am I not achieving things faster? And it was just all shit because I'd chosen chosen to listen to other people that suggested things like that and given my power away. So remember, you weren't thinking like that when you were a kid. You were like, fuck, I'm taking this whole industry. Look at Elon. He's like, I'm going to Mars. People are powerful and are so resilient and they will do heaps of stuff and they will get it done. So remember, the world doesn't really care. It's going to keep doing its thing. You're doing you to solve your own problems. Yes, there are problems that we love to grab onto. Let's have a look at the environment, for instance, for a minute. Isn't it buzzy how at the moment we're effectively in war? Do do you notice that no one has really spoken about, hey, what's the environmental consequences of this war? What's the output of carbon from all of these jets and these rockets and things like that? All of that shit kind of goes out the window when something like a war comes along, doesn't it? Now, you can be the person that decides you're going to solve the world's environment issues. You can either talk about it or you can do little things about it. What are you actually going to do? Remember that the world will just carry on. So don't get so caught up in the things that you massively care about because you could end up having an opportunity cost of not doing other things that you'd like to do in your life because you want to hold on to all of these things. For me, I have to be careful too. I like to help people with financial literacy and I like to help people. But I have to be careful at how much time I give to that and the boundaries that I put around that as well. And I can't expect the world to care. Like, no one really gives a fuck that I'm sitting here at 7.34 on Tuesday the 29th of March recording this episode trying to help you learn how you can go further in your life and how you can achieve things financially or even just in your life in general. I know that you guys do because you're tuning into this, but... 
the world's not just going to stop and be like, oh, great, like Luke's doing this. You know, everyone's worried about their own shit. So worry about what you can do and how you can add some value in other places as well because the world will just carry on. Remember to solve your own problems as well before trying to solve the entire world's problems. Limiting beliefs. Another way I think that we can look at them is gifts. All of a sudden, what if I decide that I'm from a small town? Gives me an advantage. My mum was on the benefit. Great. Fucking hungry for for, um, success of my own and showing my kids and stuff a different way or to prove that you can come from that upbringing and get yourself to wherever you'd like to go. That awesome. Parents are separated. Now I've got double the input and extra grandparents. Outstanding. Massive advantage. I'm the youngest. Awesome. Watch what dumb shit my older siblings did and could learn from it. Late through puberty. Good. Didn't do any real dumb stuff early on. Waited till later in life to do that. Whoops. Young in my industry. Awesome. Must be some young business owners that want a younger accountant too. Turns out that was accurate. Why can't we take all of these limiting beliefs that we have, write them down, and go, how can they become my advantage? Or better still, how can this be a chip on my shoulder that you can use in a healthy way to use to your advantage until the time at which you can realize I've got the data to back up that it's not a not anything for me to be associated with anymore and it doesn't hold any power over you. Perhaps as an exercise, you want to write down the things that are limiting you and stopping you from achieving things that you want to achieve in your career, in your finances, in your relationships, in your life, whatever it is, all the reasons that you've decided that you're no longer powerful and that you're not powerful as fuck and figure out how can I take the power back? How can I take each one of these things and use it to my advantage? At school, I really wanted to be a prefect for some reason and then I didn't get a prefect badge and I'd call myself, well, I'm the only prefect without a badge. And we had a running joke about it and it was a bit of banter, but I was not really doing much at school, to be honest. I wasn't in the first 15 or... Uh, you know, I wasn't even like the elite kind of smarts. wasn't in the debating team or any of these things that kind of led, then led first 11s, wasn't in any of that stuff. So I was, you know, I was probably no chance of becoming a prefect, but for some reason in my mind, I'm like, fuck, I should be a prefect. And so I just decided, well, I was the only prefect without a badge. I still like to lead by example. Still knew I wanted to go on and achieve a lot of things. Wanted to be able to give back. Wanted to be able to educate. Wanted to be able to help the school at some stage as well. I want to go back there and speak it and um, just be a useful contributor to society. And at school, it was drummed into us that nothing was game without hard work. Well, that's where my work ethic come from and my understanding that, hey, that was all good. Got up at six in the morning, got on the bus for an hour. Uh, well, by the time I got on the bus, I was on the bus for an hour, get to school, was there till 3.30, got on the bus, was home at 5 p.m., do some schoolwork, rinse and repeat, do it again. A six to seven day now, piece of piss. Seven thirty seven now, not tired. I was learning those things at school and they were massively to my advantage. Not like, oh, I didn't get to go to bloody um what's one of these wanky well I shouldn't say that. One of these uh great schools up here that uh, hold a lot of prestige and people really like to see on a person's C V. You know, none of that shit's held me back. I've made my own luck. I've had a crack at it myself and I've been sweet. Yeah, sure. Maybe I haven't got through some opportunities that maybe could have been there for me if I had a different schooling or um, CV 
when I was rolling into some of the things I was doing earlier in my life. But who cares? You know, you can't change that shit. So just write down all the things that are limiting you and decide how long are you going to hold, uh, let your power be held by those things rather than taking the power back. So we're trying to take the power back. Now, 30 lessons into this, if we look at where I came from to where I am now, even I'm stoked with the journey that I've been able to go on. And I hope that you've been able to learn from these lessons and see that you can still be an idiot and get it all wrong and continue to do all the dumb stuff. And I know, again, there'll be younger people listening to this, and and I hope that you don't make some of these same mistakes and you get on the path sooner and you understand the importance of that, but also understand that you don't need to put so much pressure on yourself because I'm getting to 34, I'm 34 today, and I'm now kind of getting to where I probably should have already been in my 20s, but I fucked around for too long, and I needed to pull my head in. So think about what you could do over a five-year window and where you could get to with that. Put your head down and grind. Remember, oh yeah, this is a goodie. I'm just looking at my notes here. Remember, that you learned how to walk. You didn't give up. When someone taught me about this, I thought, wow, that's so important. We're so easy, we're so quick these days to give up. And when things get hard, nah, you know, I can't do that. It's nah, nah. We give things a couple of goes. Oh, forget about it. Imagine if that's the attitude we had towards walking. And if that's what our parents were like, oh, geez, you fell over. Oh, well, fuck, walking's not for you, mate. You better just sit on the couch or just crawl for the rest of your life. You know? bizarre so remember that you learned how to walk and you didn't give up so at some stage it was all good that's how we were taught don't give up keep going keep getting up let's fucking roll let's figure this out as you start to get older oh nah you know you've tried yeah you've tried one and a half-ish times you know I wouldn't bother if I were you you know there's probably enough data to suggest that you probably shouldn't be trying to skateboard or you shouldn't be trying to achieve that goal or whatever so What's happening in those years of our life where it suddenly all starts to get taken from us? And how can we challenge ourselves as parents to figure out how we can stop passing that sort of shit on and saying, you know, don't take any risk and be risk averse and all these bloody things when it's not what we were taught as kids and it's not what helps us to end up walking and becoming independent. Again, you know, you wanted to be rich. You wanted to have a mansion. Who stole that from you? Who stole your goals? Who stole your confidence? Who stole your vision? Who stole your imagination? Go and fucking get it back. Give me my imagination back. Give me my vision back. Give me my confidence back. Give me my goals back. Give me my fucking mansion I had pictured in my head too. And the fact that I wanted to be rich. And you weren't like, oh, why do you have to say that? Oh, you sound so greedy. Oh, rich people suck. Well, rich people can donate a heap of money to fucking causes they like as well. Ah, dear. Anyway, someone's stealing this shit from us, and I can't figure out who it is, okay? So I haven't figured this out yet completely, but I think it's society, and it's just maybe people that haven't got theirs and haven't achieved things, and they don't want to see us get hurt, so they want us to stay away from risk, okay? But remember, the title of this is that you are powerful as fuck, and you are, because we are as humans. We just don't get told this. So that's why I'm trying to drill this in in the final episode, that you, wherever you are, whatever background you've got, Whatever circumstances you have, you are powerful as fuck. Here's a concept for you. How can we live and build a life that outlives us? I've recently, as of basically today, in the last couple of days, have just finished creating a trust, and that trust will ultimately own my assets, 
and it will go on to hopefully protect future generations and provide for them. That is not something that I really thought about seriously. Well, I, I kind of have thought about it seriously and earlier, but I never, I've never had anything to then be able to actually do that. But as my life's gone and the journey that it's gone, and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be epic to actually live a life that outlives you? And to have resources that I can pass on and whatnot, and I've still got a long way to go. You know, you've heard this journey. You, it's, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's not like, oh, man, this dude's on the rich list or some shit like that. It's just a young battler battling away and achieving a few things and retelling some of the lessons for you. But what about thinking around how could you live a life that outlives you and what that would look like for you, even if it's just leaving content behind or examples for your next generations to be able to learn from. I was speaking with a family on the weekend, very successful siblings. I said, where did you learn this shit from? And they said, that's a photo of my old man on the on the wall there. I can still remember being woken up on the weekends. Hey, boy, up you get. Where are we going, Dad? You'll see. At the break of dawn, they would be going to the garage sales. Their father was teaching them how to negotiate, how to sell, how to hustle, how to buy things for cheap and then sell them for more, how to have conversations with strangers, how to find the best deals, how to be the first to get the best opportunities. And they have then gone on to be very successful in their own fields, and that is what he holds so close to him, and then the next generation below them, their kids, they are then teaching them how to work hard and uh, go after their talents and play different sports, and they've had scholarships for different sports because they're doing really well, and then they've moved so that they can go closer to some of the schools where they're going to be able to accept those opportunities and have their kids tested in those talents. And they've literally, through that process of granddad taking their the first, the next generation to garage sales and teaching those simple skills, look at the generational change in that family. How powerful is that guy? How powerful were that couple, that husband and wife, to teach their kids that and then for them to go on and teach their kids differently and to continue to build a life that outlives you the dad has obviously since passed away but he has passed those lessons down and it has completely changed the generational direction of that family generational direction is that even like a thing anyway the direction of the generations of that family probably better so just think you know it's not just about you what else could you be doing what could you be passing on that leads me to this point. Think about others and helping others, not just yourself. There's a quote from, who says this one? It might be Zig Ziglar. And it is that you can have everything you want in life. You just have to help other people get everything that they want in life. What I have learned on my journey is that the more people you help, the easier your life gets and the more people want to help you it can feel like that's going to take so long but if you help more people eventually you start getting helped by more people it's a very hard one to explain but whether you want to say that it's a stacking karma or people want to pay you for the reward you're doing but I think when people receive help they feel obligated to pay it back in some way 
I shared that lesson the other day where I go to that restaurant to repay the support that that person gave me. I missed the fact that I stole an hour of their life at one stage too and said, hey, can I ask you a heap of questions because they do very well financially. And I was like, I want to learn some stuff. They said, no worries, let's get breakfast. And so I've then felt a sense of, okay, I need to pay that back by actually helping them in return and doing things for them where I can. So when you start to help a lot of people, eventually you're just stacking credits and the world will let you cash those credits in at some stage. But if we continue to just think about ourselves, probably not going to take us too far, is it? Because who's that helping ultimately? Well, just us. We need to think bigger than ourselves. And this is a massive unfair advantage because guess what? Well, most people just think about themselves, don't they? And that's how we're hardwired. So if we can train ourselves to look out for opportunities for other people, for our friends, for our community, for our family, for our bosses, for our employees, imagine, imagine those people going, wow, this person actually wants to help me and they're actually willing to do these things for me. Today, I forwarded a... I got in touch with somebody. I heard someone complaining about a nanny. And I thought, I know who could potentially solve that. I'm going to try and fix this for you. And they were like, really? I'm like, yep. I don't even really know them. And so I made a couple of inquiries. I got a response today. They said, hey, I might be able to help here. What's the person's email? Gave them the email. Then I texted the person and said, just a heads up, I've given your email to such and such. They, They want to try and help you with your nanny situation. I don't need to do that. But, You've got to look for ways to help other people. For me, I like to do it, so it's more natural, and I like to try and connect people and link them up, and I'm an includer by nature, and my Clifton Strengths Finder, I'm an includer, and I'm trying to link people up to figure out how they could do things differently. One of the things I write down each night, how can I connect people? Because I know that if you solve problems for people, well, guess what? They really fucking like that. They really like the fact that you're going to help and you're going to solve problems for them that they're not having to solve themselves. So don't just get caught in narrow, shallow thinking of how can I just help myself? You've got to step up to a higher level and you've got to think, how can I help others and not just myself? Finally, let's talk about the system quickly. Now the system we've talked about briefly and to reiterate, the system in New Zealand sort of works like this. House price, let's let's use round figures, right, so it's easy to follow. Let's say you have a house worth a million dollars, and you get given it. Let's just say you get given it. So you've got no debt on it. So you've got a million dollar property. Over the last couple of years, that house would now be worth $1.4 million. Now the system says, well, you don't need to pay any tax on that because you've uh, got a property, it's gone up in value, and you're like, sweet. Cool, happy days. So you've got $400,000 more equity because you've gone from $1 million to $1.4 million, And you think, well, I want a boat and I want a holiday and I want a new deck. So boat, deck, holiday. System in New Zealand that we operate allows you to go to bank and say, hello, Mr. Bank person. I would like to borrow some money to buy a boat, a deck, and go on a holiday. They'll say, well, you can bring your holiday because you probably can't get overseas, but you probably can now. But they'll be like, well, look, you know, we can't really lend you money for a holiday, but <laughs> let's find a way. Let's find a way to lend you some money. Now, 
said bank will probably advance you $100,000 because they'll say, well, look, you know, you've got, or maybe you need a couple of hundred, let's just say 200. Yeah, well, you've got plenty of equity there. You've got $1.4 million. It will just let you borrow against your property. All of a sudden, you've got $200,000 in your property, but of course you've got debt, and that's going to cost you because you're going to have to pay an interest rate on it. But they'll say, ah, look, you know, you can pay that back over a 20 or a 30-year year period. You'll think, well, yeah, I can easily do that. That's a piece of piss. Happy days. You go get your boat, you go get your deck, and you probably go on a trip to Vegas with Katy Perry, and you're waking up in Vegas. Shout out to the songs that we've had for each of the episodes. I know they've been very popular with some people. And you are like me in my 20s, and you piss up against the wall basically 200 grand, but you've been able to do it. You haven't had to go to your job and go, hey, I'm... You've got any extra shifts because I want to make an extra couple of hundred grand in the back pocket. Well, that's not going to work, is it? So the system in New Zealand is geared to help those who have houses. Our entire economy is built on top of housing. Now, if you don't have a house, you're not really in the system. You're outside of the system, and right now, you're losing. So Luke over here, He's losing because he doesn't have a house, does he? That's me. I don't have a house. So during the last two years, as everyone's who's in the system with a house has been increasing in terms of their equity because their house price has been increasing, but their debt stayed the same or hopefully decreased slightly, so therefore their equity increases, which is the value of the property minus the debt, well, they've sort of increased by 40%. Me... And you, who don't have a house, well, we've had to either try and increase our assets by 40% to just kind of keep up with the people in the system, or hopefully we get a good pay rise, or maybe work 40% harder to have as much cash that if we were to go and buy a house, we've been able to factor in, or we've been able to offset the fact that house prices have gone up by 40%. Why do I tell you this? It's not to bitch and moan about the system, it's just that you have to understand how the system works in the country that you live in. And that is how the system works in New Zealand. It has been highly, highly, highly positioned towards housing over the last 30 to 40 years. If you want a rental property, at one stage, you could basically have a rental property. If it was running at a loss, those that loss could go into your tax return and help offset your tax or incentivizing investment in, in property, and now some of those rules have slowly been turned off, but you can't beat or deny the fact that the system allows for an increase in house price and then allows the bank to borrow against that. Of course, there are limits and whatnot with some of these things, but if you do not understand the system, then you are lacking some fundamental knowledge of how the system and the economy in New Zealand works and it is worth understanding. That is why so many people are so keen on property because they know they can use it for leverage. I've written about this previously for Keep the Change. If you don't understand it, please get in touch and I will try and do an in-depth discussion about it. But it is, it's, it's so simple to understand. And it is why so many people are wired towards property. Because if you're not in the system, you're probably not going to grow as fast as others who are. Now, of course... The system can fuck out. We haven't seen that for a long time, but it could. And so by the time you listen to this, who knows what has happened. 
you, your responsibility is to understand what system we are playing in in your day and age or your time of trying to figure out how to improve your finances. As always, like I say, if things change, I'm going to be studying those. I'm going to be trying to figure them out too and I'll be trying to update you along the way as well. As an example, internationally, there's a thing called Bitcoin. And some people think, well, that is a digital version of land or gold. And there's only X amount. And therefore, because it's scarce, as more people buy it, the price of that will go up in price. Now, that is a different kind of system. And it's just a different way to look at finances and assets that appreciate but they have risks associated to cryptocurrencies and to Bitcoin and those types of things as well. But the world is changing and things are changing. So don't just think, okay, well, I've never been able to afford to buy a house. I'm in big trouble here. I'm not part of the system because there's always opportunities in different areas or there's opportunities to make money and to make uh, money through business or to invest or to get a equity stake of the business that you work for or buy a business who knows you know there are so many different options out there for you again we have to start with what we want from life and then try and go back and figure out okay what is the vehicle that I need to be in that's going to help me to get towards my goals first you need to start by setting goals and having visions of things that you want and remembering you're powerful as fuck Because if you don't remember that or don't think like that, you're probably not going to go and try and achieve the things that you deserve. Who says you can't have a nice car? Who says that you can't have a nice car? Who says that you can't have a family holiday once a year? Whatever. You've got to figure out what is the vehicle that you need to be in within the system that we live in that's going to help you to get towards that. What else would I, what, one thing else I would say is that Business owners have an unfair advantage around claiming expenses from their their life that uh, you as an employee may not need to. To give you an example, I'm writing on an iPad as we speak. I am talking through a podcasting set of equipment. I've got a phone that's next to that. All of those are business assets and they depreciate. The business can buy them and that decreases my profit and therefore the tax that I pay. Now, you know that I pay a lot of tax because we've spoken about that. So ultimately, it doesn't matter eventually, but you know, you if you were buying an iPad, an iPad pencil, a podcasting kit, and a phone, you're probably not trying to generate income from it, so you're not really treating it as a business asset. You're just thinking, oh, I might just get that for a bit of fun, and that's just coming straight out of your bank account, decreasing your disposable income. There's no tax advantage to you. It's not a business asset, and it's not a tax-deductible expense, nor is there any depreciation across any of those things. And so I've got an unfair advantage because the system of business allows for me to claim some of these things as low-value assets or as assets that I can claim depreciation on because I'm trying to use them to generate income, to build an audience, to uh, eventually you know, use podcasting for Next Advisory, for instance, to get bringing new clients for our accounting firm and those sorts of things. And that's where the system allows for that because those are the rules and the rules are the rules and we can't always control the rules do we or can we so it's the old saying saying you know don't hate the player hate the game and as much as you may think well I can't buy a house at the moment so I'm not going to be a part of the system and I'm 
I'm getting ripped off and I'm going backwards. You know, that is unfortunately part of the, the rules and the way that things work. Don't get too caught up in that stuff. Think about what you can be doing to fight back. We're going to go through a very interesting time where I think unless house prices come back in value, which who knows what's going to happen, I can't see it happening massively because our economy is just too tied to housing, but we've got billions of dollars sitting in bank accounts and transaction accounts and savings accounts and term deposit accounts. That money has to go somewhere and it's going to be interesting to see where that goes to in the economy over this next 12 months. But people will start to pass their wealth down through different generations as well. The boomers are going to pass all of that down. They're going to pass down homes. They're going to pass down cash. They're going to pass down different investments, depending on how long they live, of course, and you know each family's different. But there is a big change or shift in wealth that is going to move down different generations. We're going to, to watch that for a lot of us who are younger, seeing that and... Um, you know, that's just going to create a completely different dynamic or different system that we work in because you might find that a younger person will go, well, I don't want eight houses. That was cool for my dad, but that's fucking lame for me. So I'm going to sell all of them and I'm going to buy a business or I'm going to donate all of that money to charity or start a sustainable worm farm where I can compost my organic coffee mugs or something who knows who knows what people are going to do with that wealth because kids aren't necessarily like their parents and they have different preferences and they have different things they want to do so what I'm trying to say is that the system could change and the world could change the economy could change the environment that we play in could change and it is our job to stay agile and remember that we're powerful as fuck we're going to figure it out no matter what happens we'll keep an eye on it and we can work out what we should be doing to ensure that we get closer to our goals. So finally, get after it. Get the fuck after it. It's out there for you if you want it, but you need to start by remembering that you are powerful as fuck and that you've made the decision that you are not. Someone is taking your power from you. Figure out who it is. Figure out how long you're going to let that happen for and go and get it back. That has been the 30 and 30. Lastly, I've got your back. Do you have yours?